0: He doesn't need an introduction at this point. Would you give a big hand to Pastor Randy Picaro? Again, greetings. Greetings from Grace Honolulu back on Oahu. And it's a it's a, a privilege and an honor to be with you, my, my family. You met a little earlier. I can't believe the last time I, I was here was in 2014, almost nine years ago. There's a lot of change that's going on, and I'm... Um, you know, a lot of hardships, a lot of trials, but we, we understand the grace of God has been with each one of you to go through it because our God is faithful. And we, we sang a song the trust in God. Trust in God. And when I look across the audience, I, I see the faithfulness of the Lord time and time again. And that's why in, when we can remember his faithfulness, It enables us to go through very difficult times. Let me ask a question. What what do you do in times of tremendous loss and devastation? What do you do? How do you feel if your future expectations have been suddenly taken from you? What do you do? This morning, we're gonna look at my favorite Bible character. His name is David. Many amazing, amazing things. He, that, very, that very David, the Goliath, kill, the Goliath killing, the, the, the shepherd songwriting dude, right? The, he, he was amazing. And for those of you who are more business majors and, and graphic artist guys, this guy, his early life is always to the right and up. It's always, oh, you're right, to the right and up. It was also so much favor upon his life. And his, his motivation in life wasn't anything about his personal glory, the accumulation of wealth and popularity, or even relationship. His number one motivation, as always, was always the glory of God, to please God. In fact, there's a scripture here. It's found in Acts chapter 13. I believe you folks are in the book of Acts. But in Acts chapter 13, verse 22, it says this He raised for them David as a king. This is God speaking. David as a king to whom also he gave testimony. Can you believe this? This is God testifying in heaven about David. Now, wouldn't you want that? that When God testifies in heaven about each one of you, you'd have the very same testimony that David had. And this is God speaking. I have found David, the son of Jesse, a man after my own heart. A man after, or for each one of you. Right I see my good friend Dennis, the miracle of God. I have, I have seen Dennis, a man after my own heart. Would you want that to be to be to be said thank you? To be said about your your life. Or would you want it to be, you know that Randy guy? Oh nice try. <laughs> but this was God testifying about David. He said, he has a heart just like my heart. He will do all my will. You know, David directly was, uh, was named but 73 plus psalms in the Bible. You know, the psalms represent the gamut of emotional ups and downs in life and how you can worship through those. There's songs of lament, songs of praise, songs of thanksgiving. David wrote a lot of these. And why would God entrust him with all of that, right? But what happened in David's life when things go bad, when things like adversity blow into their lives, when fires come to devastate, to devastate lives? You know, the, uh, the big elephant in the room from Hawaii is what happened, the, tragic ha- the tragedy in Lahaina. How many folks have relatives or you've ever been to to Lahaina? What you visited in Lahaina is no longer there. There are portions that God protected, like this church, a small subdivision, but most of it pretty much devastated. 86% of the buildings of over 2,000 structures destroyed were residencies. Right now, at least when I looked last time, Uh, 115 fatalities. So tragic. So devastating. Maybe the fires uh, have been put out in, in Lahaina, but in the minds, in the emotion, the memory, in the people that have gone through that, or they've lost loved ones, it continues again and again and again. He says it's going to, just to clean up, not, not rebuild Lahaina, about a billion dollars. So add on that, the, re- the rebuilding of that whole area that was devastated by fire, billions of dollars. Billions of dollars. So what happened to David when that kind of adversity that came his way? The jealousy of Saul, chasing him, not just a little while, but years trying to kill him. Or your father in the faith, maybe, trying to throw spears at you, killing you, On the run. Also facing, later on, enemies around his life. Stress. You know, um, neurobiologists say that stress is necessary to grow. Some of you folks may have heard this book. The growth, mind, growth Mindset. Anybody heard of that? Growth Mindset by Carol Dweck. Talks about stress will help with the growth and the change of our minds. But prolonged stress or intense stress, chronic stress, can lead to mental illness, physical sickness, emotional distress, and sometimes even premature death. Welcome to every nation, Las Vegas. And here's the message. We recognize we have just gone through about how long has COVID been. And then some people still have effects of that. Changed our thinking. Put us in a place of such difficulty. Let's pray. Let's pray for Lahaina right now. I will be reading a scripture found in Isaiah chapter 61, as I'm reading the scripture, pray that God would bring healing. that would be okay. I'll read the scripture and you just think about Lahaina, think about your relatives, think about others, the loss, all that's going on. Say, God, do this in this situation. Isaiah 61 verse 1 says this, The Spirit of the Lord God is upon me because, he has, because the Lord has anointed me to preach good tidings to the poor. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives, and the opening of the prison to those who are bound, to proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord and the day of vengeance of our God, to comfort all who mourn, to console those who mourn in Zion or in Lahaina, to give them beauty for ashes, the oil of joy for mourning, the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness, that they may be called trees of righteousness, the planting of the Lord, that he may be glorified. So Lord, let it be. Bring your presence, restoration to line right now. In Jesus' name, amen. David's story goes on. He is running from Saul for many years, and he almost gets caught by Saul, and he said, I'm going to be killed by Saul the previous king, if you don't know the story. So he decides, in, in his fear, I'm going to move, okay? Right? I, I'm going to move to a place that I shouldn't be going. I'm going to move to the land of the Philistines. And the Philistines represented the enemies of God again and again and again. And in fact, he lived there for about a, for about a year and four months. How many would recognize, if you go to the place of the enemy and you live in there, something about your mind gets changed. Your perspective gets skewed. You're always hiding, and you're there. Well, finally one day, David and his army is gonna to, gonna to join the Philistines to fight against his former nation. And the Philistine says, "No, no way. Isn't that David? That, that's the guy that you know on the Spotify list. He got more hits than Saul. Uh, Saul had thousand, and David had ten thousand likes and hits." We're not going to go into battle with this guy. He may change his mind and kill all of us. David, you don't come with us. So David and his men don't fight, uh, go along with the Philistines. They go back to their hometown. They've been staying at this place called Ziklag. Even that sounds kind of weird. Ziklag. That word Ziklag means smelting, a place of, 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 where they beginning the uh, whole thing of bronze and, and metallurgy, a place of heat. So they come back to this place. It's found in 1 Samuel chapter 30. And he, he, um, they come back to something like Lahaina. The whole land is burnt. All of their property, all of their relatives, their loved ones have been taken away. They have been taken away. So we look at the scripture. It says, David was greatly distressed David was greatly distressed because the men were talking of stoning him. Each one was bitter in spirit because of his sons and daughters because it was taken away. Okay? That's scripture. And if you can find that in your, in your in your presentation, it says David found strength in the Lord his God. David found strength in his Lord his God. This is the time we need to find strength in the Lord our God. When everything gets taken away, when things get decimated, our hearts have to seek after him. And as soon as he encouraged himself in the Lord, he asked for direction. He asked, he asked the priest, can you give me the instrument so I can seek the Lord? So David asked the priest, "Okay, bring this certain instrument to me. And he asked, Lord, shall I go and pursue and gain back all that was taken. And God said, surely, you will recover. You will recover everything. That was David's response. He found strength, and he encouraged himself in the Lord, his God. Sometimes they imagine, how, how, how did he do this? How, how, did, he in, how did he encourage? I wonder if I can switch this. Can, he, which one should he, John? I'm a real professional here this one. Uh, okay. How how can he how did he encourage him? Well, David David was a writer of of the of a lot of the Psalms in the Bible. So I'm going to sing a song that comes right out of the scripture. It's found in Psalms 27. Psalms 27. It says this the lord is my light salvation whom shall i fear whom shall i be afraid the lord the lord is my light salvation whom shall i fear whom shall i be afraid you want to sing with me the lord the Lord is my light and salvation Whom shall I fear? Whom shall I be afraid? The Lord is my light, the Lord is my light And salvation Whom shall I fear? Whom shall I be afraid? I will wait for if Everything is burnt out. He says, I will wait for you. I oh, will wait on you, God. I will trust in you. And when you're going through it right now, you have to declare it. I will trust in you. And he has hope. And this I will see What the goodness of the Lord I will remain I will remain Confident And this I will see The goodness of the Lord Later on the song says We set our hope on you we set our hope on the one who is the everlasting God. So let's take a look at Psalms 27. Right now, if you have your, if you have your Bible, Psalms, Psalms 27 starts out with, with the verse 1 and 2. It says this. The Lord is my light. He's my salvation. The Lord is the strength of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? You know, David consistently said, "The Lord is my, the Lord is my." It's personal, it's personal. Psalms 18, verse two, it says, "The Lord is my rock, my rock, my fortress, my deliverer, my God." Oh, David, a lot of "mys," my strength. In whom I will trust. My shield and the horn of my salvation. My stronghold. Psalms 23, verse 1, what it says? The Lord is what? What? <laughs> he's my shepherd. He's making it personal. He's my shepherd. I shall not want. Psalms 118, verse 14, it says, The Lord is my strength and my song. And he has become my salvation. Do you say that? Or do you say, He's the God that's so far away. I don't even know who he is. Or can you develop that relationship saying, my. So number one in Psalms 27 is declare. Everyone say that word. Declare. Say it again. Declare. Declare. You want to encourage yourself in the Lord? Declare that the Lord is my. It's my. Everyone say my. my. Right, the Lord is my. Whatever you need in your life. You need the Lord, and he, rev- he will reveal himself. My. The next two, after, after declares, you need to be beware. Beware. Verse 2, it says, When the wicked came against me to eat up my flesh, my enemies and my foes, they stumbled and fell. And though an army may encamp against me, my heart shall not fear. Though war may rise against me. Notice the operative word at the beginning of verse 2, when. Not if. When trouble comes, not if. When the enemies come, we will face opposition in our life. Just be aware. Just know it will come. David fought so many enemies, so he knew it was coming. So declare, number two, beware. But let's not just beware, because sometimes when you're so worried about all the, all the troubles, all the fears, all these things around you, you live in fear. Anybody like that? Don't raise your hand. You may be afraid to raise your hand. <laughs> right? There's fear. Here's the secret to David's life right here. It's my most favorite scripture in the Bible. Number three, draw near. Declare, beware. This is draw near. Near. Verse 4. One thing I have desired of the Lord, that will I seek, that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life, to behold the beauty of the Lord and to inquire in his temple. It's not many things, it's everyone say one. One thing. A strong, singular focus, one thing. And what is to live. Live in the house. In his presence, always dwelling. I know many times in our lives, we become tourists in God's presence. Or we just do visitations with God. Right? We call them Christors, Christians. They come at Easter. Right? They come at Christmas and Easter. And if they have kids who are Christian, they invite them to Mother's Day and Father's Day. But that's it. They just come temporarily. They just visit. But David said... I want to dwell, I want to live, I want to remain in God's presence. Because he knew that's the one thing, the desire. Number two is to look upon, to behold his beauty, to look, to live, to look upon his face. Did you know when you behold God in worship or in his word, you're changed to the very image. One and done, it's a continual drawing again and again and again. We're talking about... David encouraging himself through a horrific time to live, to look upon his face, to learn in his temple, always growing. To live, to look, to learn in his presence. In his presence. Verse 3, it says, For in time of trouble he will hide me in his pavilion in the secret place of his tabernacle, he will hide me. He shall set me high upon a rock. And you know, when God, when God, when you draw near to God, God will change your perspective. He will change you from just being aware of your troubles. He will bring you to a place of, of nearness, and he'll bring a, a, a place to even more an, uh, intimacy but then you'll also elevate your perspective. Yeah. I see my good friend Matthew in the front. I wore this Star Wars shirt for him. <laughs> and he, rem- he will remember this quote. But I have the higher ground. <laughs> I have the advantage. And, he, right? and then you can talk to him about that. But God gave David the higher ground, the advantage. And when David saw from another perspective... This was his response. Give him praise. Give him praise. So, what is, what's the first one? Oh, we declare. We, we're Beware. This one we draw near. And finally, we declare again. Four, we declare again. And now my head shall be lifted above my enemies all around me. Therefore, I will offer sacrifices of joy in the tabernacle. I will sing, yes, I will sing praises to the Lord. You folks sang wonderfully this morning. I will trust in you, my God, my Savior. It's a lot easier in this situation. A lot easier. But when you're isolated by yourself, that's when the real tests come, right? When your finances are not flowing or actually it's flowed in the wrong direction. Right? Your relationships are so strained, and, and it's, ah. Uh, your future is unclear. That's the time you have to sing. The sacrifice of praise. Giving thanks to him in the midst of your pain. When they found out that uh, that, one, that, that that church in Lahaina was not destroyed, they wanted to do really quickly to, to be to to have it open so people can come and offer their prayers to God. That's amazing. You may may be living right now in a point of devastation. Now is the time to declare praises to God. Verse 7, Hear, O Lord, when I cry with my voice. Have mercy upon me and answer me. Verse 8, When you said, Seek my face, my heart said to you, Your faith Face, Lord, I will seek. Prepare. And that was his preparation. He prepared by seeking God on a regular, consistent basis. Verse 13 and 14. I would have lost heart unless I believed to the Lord that I would see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. Wait on the Lord. Be of good courage. And he shall strengthen your heart. Wait on the Lord. Wait on the Lord. We are in a place, okay, a place where this is the number one thing that you'll you'll need in order to get to that inflection point. Waiting upon God, declaring who He is in the midst of the challenge. This uh, this morning, I was um, I, I showed pictures of with Matt. Um, Matt, Matt has grown so much. <laughs> Ten years ago, when you look at Matt, like oh wow but he's grown so much (laughs) 10 years ago I saw all what, what God wanted to do here but as you know fires came winds came devastation came but you know what God is still here he's still he's still here and we're at this place as a church. We can either draw back or move forward. Honestly, how many of you folks were there when the bomb went off? Here. Because it's not everyone, because if, if there's a fewer people here, that's even more amazing. That means we have more people that didn't. But how many folks were here? Yeah, you guys were here. And if you need to ask later on, you can talk to people around here. But I want to encourage you folks. Thank you for being so faithful. Leah, amazing. Just staying in there. Matt, different ones. God has so much more ahead for this church. But it takes people to be in God's presence. And he will strengthen your heart like David's heart was strengthened. Again, you may not understand This is a pivotal part of what God wants to do, and it takes more. It takes more than just I'll move back. It takes more than than just key leaders. It takes everyone. Everyone.